Hi, this is Anthony Lighthall. Thank you for joining me today on this podcast entitled From Dreams to Actions, where we discuss business goals, promoting positive energy, and following your dreams. On today's episode, we are going to discuss how your website is your brick and mortar. So let's get into it. Starting off, just close your eyes and imagine your favorite store, department store, or local mom and pop shop, any place where you go to purchase an item or services, just kind of imagine that. So close your eyes and think about that as I kind of continue on uh, through this journey here. When you walk into that store, uh, does anyone greet you? Hi, my name's Todd. Anything I can help you with today? You know, does anyone ask, you know, they see that your your hands are full. Hey, would you like a cart? Let me go grab a cart or a basket for you. You know, just providing that customer service. A, a lot of times when you're ready to check out at that store, sometimes with the cashier, they'll ask, did you find everything you were looking for? You know, and that's just providing customer service because maybe you didn't. And maybe you were looking for something and they can call someone to help you look for it. So think about all of that customer service that is put into a brick and mortar in your total experience when you walk into that store. Okay, so now let's kind of switch gears and think about a website. The same way that you feel at your favorite store and the reasons why you shop there could should be the same reasons why your visitors continue to visit and shop at your online store. And again, like I said, your website, your online store is going to be your brick and mortar. So I'm going to share with you a couple of couple of different tips on setting this up on your website and certain things that you should probably think about. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other ideas or other things that people have on their website, but these were some of the items I wanted to discuss with you um, to make your website more engaging to your audience, to your viewers, and also to get a great conversion rate from visitors to actual buyers on your website. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. The first thing I would suggest is creating a bio. Uh, this biography will definitely uh, help the viewer or, or the visitor to understand that one, you're a real person behind this business, behind this store uh, and behind these products. So a lot of times you'll see about the CEO, about the founder, about the president, and they'll have a, a nice paragraph about themselves or maybe a whole page. But I think, uh, for your own, uh, small business, a nice paragraph to just discuss a little bit about who you are, where you're from, how did you start this business? And maybe even a fun fact that people may not know about you, but they will know when they visit your website and read a little bit more about you and, and find out something fun about you or something funny uh, that you wanted to share you know, with the world on your website. Doing this is very strategic because it helps, like I said, where you're not just some machine behind all of this. You're actually a face, you know, to especially if you built this business, people want to know who is the CEO, who is the founder, you know, they really like resonating with that person and, and talking about where you're from, who you are showing your face, that actually helps for people to resonate with you and to have a, a common ground an understanding, oh, they're from the same place I'm from, or, you know, maybe they went to the same high school or graduated from the same alma mater, you know, it's just the smallest things where people gravitate towards you, which they believe in your mission and in your vision and want to help you and they want to uh i don't want to say the word contribute but they want to support 
you know, your business so it can continue to grow. Uh, and it's so rewarding because you may be a small business and maybe 10, 20 years from now, you're a large corporation and, you know, they can sit back and remember when they brought your first product or they invested in your first services. Uh, and that's uh, such a great feeling, you know, for a lot of people. So having your bio is more than just about, hi, this is who I am and I've started this business. It's more about getting closer to your customers and really resonating with them and and setting that, that icebreaker or that common ground, you know, with them as well. Very strategic and beneficial to, to have that on your page. The next uh, page or the next item I wanted to discuss was having your products and services and, and showing those, displaying those and having a price with it. So I'm going to separate this by products. And then I'm going to also talk about services because those are two different ways that you um, have a pricing strategy or, or different ways that you would uh, share that with your customers or with your, your visitors. So let me start with the product. So again, kind of closing your eyes again, thinking about your favorite store. If you're buying a product, you have products on the end cap. You have products in the aisle when you're about to check out. You have products on the shelves. You have products in the aisles. There's products everywhere. You do a 360, you're surrounded by products. Okay. Now with those products, when you walk into a store, those products are organized and they have a price under it or above it. And that just helps the, the visitor to say, okay, I'm going to buy this and this is how much it is. It's in my budget. I'm going to grab it, put it in my cart. Okay. Versus you go to places and you probably have, I know I have where, and sometimes these are like the high end stores where you walk in and there are no prices. It's just products everywhere. And now you have to, there's a couple of things with that because you see a product, you may like it. You're like, oh, this is nice. This looks nice. But in your mind, you may say, this is probably too expensive for me, or this is probably out of my budget. I'm just looking and browsing, but I'm not going to ask how much it is because I probably can't even afford it. Where if you did ask how much it was, it's probably in your budget or they're probably doing a seller promotion, but that store that business is missing out on your on your on your money on the opportunity for you to purchase because there's no price tag. And then also when you have to ask someone how much something costs, you have to find that that sales rep if they're not on the floor or accessible. You know, you may just want to be in and out. You know, you may not have a lot of time. So it's a lot of things when you don't have your pricing on there. It could make or break. You know, you could lose a sale, or you may be able to make a sale, but you're going to have to work extra hard to make sure that you are available if people have questions. Okay. So that's why I believe that showing your products, having a price uh, is just very helpful, especially when you're online because you're not able to talk to anyone. So having your prices there uh, is, is very helpful. Now, sometimes I've gone online and I've researched products and there's no price. They want you to automatically talk to somebody. Now I'm thinking in my head, okay, I got to put in my contact information. They're going to call me and then they're going to try to sell me. Sometimes I'm just trying to look, you know, for something and just looking at the price and maybe I'll come back later. But a lot of times, you know, they want you to sign up for something so that they can do like a consultation. Um, and I understand there's certain reasons why to do that, but what a product, I would say just go ahead and, and put the uh, put the price on there uh, so that it's easier for your customer when they're on your website visiting. 
Okay. Uh, so let's kind of switch it and talk about services. So I talked about products and the importance of putting pricing for your products, but let's talk about the service part of it. So if you're a consultant and you are providing uh, consulting towards, let me think of an example. Um, I will say resume writing or, or job seeking coaching or something like that. And you have different services. Okay, so to meet with me for 30 minutes, this is how much it's going to cost. This is the fee. To meet with me for an hour, this is how much it's going to cost. Here's the fee. And there's different packages. Okay, so for the platinum package, I'm going to send you uh, three templates of um, various resumes. I'm also going to do one-on-one -on -one coaching with you on uh, resume writing and also one-on-one -on -one coaching with interviewing skills. I'll also help to send you uh, uh, various jobs that are opening open uh, that are in your in your career field. I'm really going to be a, a great consultant in one on one relationship with you, and we're going to set up weekly calls for this. That's the platinum platinum package, and that's that costs this amount of money until you find a job. You know, something like that. I'm just giving an example with differences between a product and service pricing. But going back to your online store, that's what you should show. And again, like I said, I was on a website and they were like, oh, sign up, you know, send us your contact information to talk. I could understand that for a service, uh, like a consulting service or, or something where you're providing consultation or, or uh, a service to, to someone or something. And yeah, they may want to talk to you because it's going to help them to understand what you're looking for specifically and then to sell you on or make recommendations, not necessarily selling you, but making recommendations on here's the packages that will probably be best and appropriate for what you are looking for. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can kind of add with that, but the product and service all in all, just making sure that there's some type of price structure. Uh, for your customers to take a look at so that is easy a, a better shopping experience, you know for them with your pricing The next thing here is e-commerce and e-commerce is you know, it, it's online shopping uh, There's various platforms that you can use if you have if you're building a website and you want to create an e-commerce where someone is purchasing a product or service and then at the end they have their shopping cart and then they're checking out and they can use their credit card or PayPal or whatever means that you have set up for your e-commerce site. And that's what I would recommend for you as well. Kind of benchmark other, uh, not even competitors, just other e-commerce sites, department stores have them, just anything and see how they set that up. Because it's one thing to have your website, you have the pricing, but no one can check out and you live in New Jersey and this person's in Nevada and they want to purchase your product instead of calling you, you have a time difference, you know, and trying to use Zelle or trying to use cash app or other means of payment, just have them stay at the store, you know, just have them stay at the store. It's a, a, a better uh, experience, you know, for that customer uh, to, to just go about doing that. So setting up an e-commerce platform on your website will be very helpful. So once that person picks the products that they want, it's in their shopping cart and they're good to go and they can go ahead and, and purchase it and use, you know, whatever means of uh, currency or transaction 
that they feel comfortable and there's their product and you don't even have to see this customer, you know, or, or even talk to them. It just makes it more efficient. And again, just e-commerce is more for like online stores, you know, selling your, your products or, or, uh, or services uh, for that. And uh, also with the shopping cart too, um, I wanted to mention with e-commerce, that's great. So with the, with the shopping cart, think of a grocery store. Uh, when you have a shopping cart, sometimes stores have the shopping carts outside of the, uh, outside of the store, or sometimes they have it right there, right when you walk in. So it's the first thing you grab, you're grabbing a shopping cart. Now it's time to go shopping. It's psychological. It's a mental, it's a mental thing that they're doing with, with that, with purchasing. So they want you to grab the cart and then you're off, off to the races. If you've noticed, or I've noticed some stores aren't having the the handheld uh carts anymore uh what they call um the baskets they're not really having those baskets like they used to i see a lot more carts and the basket is a smaller item for you to put items in purchasing items but if you have a cart with wheels it's more accessible it's more uh efficient and easier for you to you know shop around with the wheels and it's bigger, you may put more items in there. And I'm sure that's the point of that. And it's the same thing with your online store. Just at least you can't determine how big the cart is, but at least having a shopping cart where someone can click and say, oh, let me just add that to the cart. They may not buy it right then and there, but they can at least add it to the cart. When I shop for something, I'm shopping for one item, but there may be multiple models of that item. So I go on, on online and the e-commerce site and i may click five different items or five different products of the same you know product if that makes sense and then when i'm ready to check out then that's when i start looking at the different prices then i start looking at the different uh the the specs of it and you know what's the most bang for my buck what do i want or what do i need what do i really need you know and then i have the five and then i just start eliminating until i get the one and it's the same type of mindset you should have as well with your website with e-commerce uh in your shopping cart uh so that the, the whole point is to make money the whole point is to have to convert your visitors into buyers okay and so the easier you can do that the more efficient uh sense that you can do that the better off that's going to be a great conversion for you and lastly with the shopping cart just like when the grocery store you have your cart how many times have you put all the stuff in the cart your meats ice cream bars produce you know canned foods whatever and then you're like oh i'm gonna leave this cart here like that's you know some people i've seen do that but i don't do that I, that's just rude because now those people have to go and shop it put it back in the aisles and in the shelves but a lot of times when you're adding to your cart, you're like, I need these things and I'm ready to check out. And it's the same thing with your shopping cart where it's great to set up a reminder where if they, you know, maybe keeping those items in their cart for 24 or 48 hours or when they log back in, it's like, hey, by the way, you still have those three items in your cart ready to check out, you know, and having that type of, uh, I want to call it marketing, but just the the, the pricing and, and also kind of pushing those those customers to purchase and has setting up those reminders 
is very beneficial with those shopping carts too. So setting up an e-commerce, having a shopping cart, is just going to help with ease of the conversion rate from visitors to buyers. And then also for people to just buy their products and to be happy and to be in and out of your, um, of your virtual store, of your online store. Contact information is the next one I wanted to discuss. And this is, um, this is really big because you want people to know how to contact you or, or people want to contact you if they have any questions or maybe they maybe there's a glitch in the system you don't know about and they get stuck and they want to talk with you about it or chat with you about it. And if it's stuck and they have no way of communicating with you, they have $90 in that shopping cart. They're not coming back. If there's a glitch, they may try it, you know, two times in that same day. But after that next day or the next three days, they're gone. You know, so that was a that was a purchase that you missed out on. So creating uh, some type of uh, page with your contact information, email, phone number, whatever you feel comfortable with, uh, as well as tags. You know, that's a way to, to for people to contact you as well. Tags uh, such as uh, social media. So Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, whatever you want to put on there. That's another means of contact. Contact doesn't always have to be email and, and phone number and and, you know, a chat bot or what have you. It could be they want to just follow you and see what other items are probably coming out or, or what you're doing on social media. Uh, so having some type of contact information is beneficial as well on your site. And I would highly, you know, suggest that too. Creating an email list. Uh, I think a lot of people neglect, especially as small business owners. Uh, when you look on a website, there's, there's two examples I'm going to say. So the first one, when you're benchmarking and look at other websites, Saks Fifth Avenue, Macy's, uh, I'm just saying different stores, Sam's Club, Costco, sometimes the first thing that pops up on your screen before you even click on anything, you want to save $5 today? Hey, anything you order over $100, you're going to get 20% off. Send us your email. Sign up here. Are you a member with us yet? Those are ways of them being able to get your contact information for emails so that they can stay in contact with you and send you out different notifications, uh, you know, anything that's new that's coming out, anything that's exclusive to their members or to people that are, are frequent uh, visitors to their site. That's a way of them collecting data and information, not specifically data on you necessarily, but your contact information. So that they can continue to promote and sell and market to you. Same type of mindset you should have as well uh, for your online store. You know, set up uh, a way for people to get a coupon. Hey, your first visitor, five dollars off anything. You know, you purchase over ten dollars, you get five dollars off. And then you have their contact information once they input their email. And just I would say, just ask for that. You don't need phone number and address. None of that other stuff. Just get a, a nice email so that you can send them uh, newsletters on what's coming up. Also, when uh, the other example was, I'm going to use, uh, let's say, any department store. When you check out, oh, are you a member with us? Do you have a phone number with us? Oh, do you have an email with us? They're collecting that information so that they can continue to send you those coupons or they continue to invite you to different events or any sales that are happening. Same type of mindset that you get, you should have with your online store. Okay. One other thing I wanted to mention, I'm trying to recall uh, with the email list here is uh, when you have that email list, it's, it's more of a, 
um, connection to your audience, uh, especially if they like your product and like shopping there. A lot of people like to have the newest and the greatest or know what's coming out. There may be a product that has always been on the shelves or in your in your on your online store for quite some time, uh, but there's something new and improved that you just introduced. And maybe before it gets launched, you send out that email, you know, to that email list, that distribution list, and say, "Hey, I have something up, you know, a new product coming out. I know you're used to this product. It's usually going for twenty-five dollars. Add this new product. It's new and improved." nice enhancements is going for $59.99 and you get the first take you get the first look at it and exclusive i've only made a hundred of these we're just introducing it to to the to the public and people like that they gravitate towards that oh this is new this is nice oh this is whatever product it is and they want to be the first to buy it and then they have something to brag about and talk about with their friends and then they're your brand ambassador because then they go and they show off whatever product you made, the new one, and they're sharing your information and hashtags. There you go. It's a win-win all around. Okay, so grab those email contacts and email lists so you can stay in contact with those customers who want to continue to support, who continue to enjoy your product or your service that you are uh, promoting. Okay, there's a lot of things you can do with that. I can go on and on, but just wanted to kind of hit some of those points there with the email list. Uh, a couple more things here uh, before we wrap up. One is frequently asked questions. So the FAQs. FAQs are really good. And if you don't pay attention to FAQs, I would suggest you do when you're online and just shopping around because you can get a lot of your questions answered looking at FAQs. Now, FAQs are really good. I would say between five to probably 10 questions. You don't want to overwhelm and have a long list of, of questions that you want to uh, answer, but you're getting into the mind of the viewer, of the customer. The best way to set up your FAQs is think of repeated questions that you get from customers all the time. Let's say you are a custom wood maker and you make different products. Let's say you specialize in furniture patio furniture, you know, chairs, you make tables. You get a lot of customers that ask, hey, how long does it take to make, make a whole set? You already know that question because you've done five already or, uh, and you know the answer to it. And so you can, you know, put in your FAQ, you ask the question as if you were that customer, how long does it take to make a patio set? And you put answer. Usually about, you know, two months, depending on the, the style and the size and customization, about two months uh, for it to uh, be completed. Along the way, I send you pictures and updates uh, along the way until the end of the, the process. Uh, another question may be, how, how is the payment? You know, depending on how your payment structure is, you know, okay, well, if you're paying, paying something that is $1,000 is two installments. Uh, first 50% to get started, last, you know, the remaining balance is when it's completed. Or if you're purchasing something that's $5,000 or more, maybe I'll do three to four installments, you know, and we could set up how you want to go about paying for that and how to pay for that. So that's another question that you can uh, answer. So just think about questions that you usually get on a regular basis from your customers and clientele and have that in the FAQs because here's the thing, someone's online, again, they have no one to talk to, uh, to ask to get these questions answered. They can go to the FAQ, see if one of their questions are answered, and then that helps to 
have them purchase, make that purchasing decision at that time because you were able to forecast and be proactive with answering that uh, question that that customer probably had like all the other customers have, okay? And the last thing here, it's time to check out. So you're the customer, right? You're online and you have your cart, you know, you chose five items and you knocked it down to let's say three and so you're ready to check out so you know definitely again this is this is the part with the shopping cart and the e-commerce having a way for that uh customer to go about checking out their items you get paid they're satisfied you send the invoice you have it just very professional you know when they can expect it it's already shipped out you know just those types of emails that you get whenever you're you know shopping online you really just want to be included and know what's happening with the product that you just, you paid for same type of respect that you should give to your visitors and your clientele that visit your site as well so you know definitely have them check out you know have various ways for them to pay uh safe ways reassure them you know their payments are safe and that you you know send a confirmation email all that good stuff that happens with you do the same with them okay so again I just wanted to share with you all that your website is your brick and mortar. A lot of places, uh, businesses, big and small, are closing a lot of their brick and mortars and saving that lease money or, or you know, uh, if they had to purchase that building and electricity, it, it's a lot to have a brick and mortar. So a lot of people are just doing things online and shipping out and having distribution centers one spot and then they just ship it. It makes a lot more sense, you know, depending on what type of product or service you provide, you know, to your to your customers. So again, I just wanted to share that with you and, and give you all a couple of nuggets, a couple of gems to help you with uh, developing your website. I hope you all enjoyed uh, today's episode. Thank you for watching and always remember to follow your dreams.